Welcome to the C3 Church Watson podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We are starting a series on prayer. So, to start off with, let's pray. All right? <laughs> oh, God, we just thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you that you are always with us, that you never leave us and you listen to us, Lord God. Thank you that you desire for us to commune with you, Lord God, and you desire to speak to us today. In your mighty name, amen. So I reckon it would have been around 2015, 2016. Oh, I would have been year 10 or 11, 11, 12. Um, and I started getting this really bad elbow pain. Um, I was, I'm right-handed and it was in my right elbow. Um, I could still, yeah, I can pinpoint it today where it would have been. Um, and I, yeah, I started to learn keys and I started to play on the worship team at the church I was at and I got to the point where this pain in my elbow got so bad that I couldn't write. I was a handwriter, you know, school, you had to write all the time. I couldn't write anymore. I had to do special exams because I couldn't physically write. Um, I would still play piano. I probably shouldn't have. Um, but it was in, I was in terrible pain. Like after worship, I'd just go straight out the back and get like a heat pack or an ice pack on it. Um, you know, with friends and things, I couldn't go bowling, I couldn't go rock climbing, anything that involved my arms, I couldn't do. I couldn't even vacuum or mop the floor without being in pain, which I actually loved doing. I love cleaning, so <laughs> I would still do it with my left hand if my parents really made me to. <laughs> my parents might say otherwise, but <laughs> um, I went to physios, I went to doctors, I went to specialists, I went to sports doctors, I had MRIs, I had ultrasounds. And although they could find things, nothing would ever help. No medications, no exercises, nothing would fully take the pain away. No matter how much rest, I followed all the instructions and nothing worked. I got to the point where people were literally telling me, okay, you just, you need to change career paths. You need to change your degree. You can't be, like, you can't keep going to be a physio. Your arm will not handle it. Um, I had prayer. People were praying for me all the time and nothing seemed to help. And when I really felt like I'd given up, I just, I was still doing my degree. I didn't know how I was going to complete it, but God didn't tell me to stop, so I didn't stop. And I didn't know how I was going to do it with my arm. But one time, I was standing, I was probably over there somewhere, well, in those aisles, and Mr. Stu Gilding was up here. Um, and he was doing ministry time, and he heard from God. He said, someone in here has pain in their right elbow, and God wants to heal it. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I've heard this one before. You know, like, I've in my head, that was what my head said, but my whole body just responded my whole body felt the presence of God just come over it like this wave of like tingling and I could just feel God saying, that's you. Like today is the day I'm healing you. And I came out the front and Lou was praying with me and we prayed a few times and I couldn't tell you right then and there that it had fixed it. But that was in 2021 and I have not had a single bout of elbow pain since that day here at church. Which is 
incredible. And you're probably thinking, well, of course that story had to end well. It's a series on prayer. Like, you had to pick a good one, Jess. Um, But we all have stories like these. Stories where God has either, either stepped in or we, for ourselves or our loved ones, have struggled physically, emotionally, spiritually, and it seems like God just keeps quiet. In Philippians... Four, five to seven. Um, it says, "And let gentleness be seen in every relationship, for our Lord is ever near. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life, every detail." then God's wonderful peace that transcends humans' understanding will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. And I love in this verse, it doesn't say, just pray, 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 because God might listen. It says, the Lord is ever near. He is always near to us. And when we pray in every situation, the promise of peace is there. Now, prayer is a fundamental part of our world. It's this space between reality on earth and reality in heaven meeting in the middle. And today, I want to actually talk about and encourage each of us to step out and pray more, to engage with prayer differently than how we have. The nature of prayer isn't necessarily always about the outcome. It is a lot But it's often, it's not about the lengthy words that we say up on here in this microphone. It's about our heart. In every situation, it's about our heart. Are we allowing Jesus to transform us on the journey of prayer? Are we opening up to him and stepping towards him in faith, regardless of what the outcome is at the end? And I love, in, I'm reading Luke at the moment, and in Luke 5, 16, it says, As often as possible, Jesus withdrew to out-of-the-way places for prayer. As often as possible. So if Jesus did this so that he could always be keeping in touch with God, so he could talk to him, so he could listen to God, he could be with God and make sure that when on earth he was in step with Jesus. And I love that. I love that he always withdrew to quiet places to pray. He made that a point in his time on earth. So if prayer is this beautiful gift and it allows us direct access to God to expand our faith, to bring heaven down to earth, why don't we make it, like, why don't we do it as often as we probably desire? Or why do we leave it to, like, oh, I'll just do all these things first and then I'll come back to prayer? If you're like me, it's often, if I get distracted, it can be the, the thing on the back burner and I forget about it. So I want to talk to some reasons as to why we might not actually be praying. So the first one is that we get busy. We're distracted and we do leave it to the last minute and then we're just like falling asleep with our eyes closed at night, being like, thank you, God, and sleep. You know, like kids, kids come in and distract us. They're a brilliant interruption to prayer. We choose to sleep. Work gets busy, so we've got to get to work early or stay back late. 
We choose all these other things before prayer, not because we want to, but because we get distracted. I think we try to ignore our fears and therefore we don't actually want to bring our fears to God. If we talk to God about them, it means they're real. They're not just something in us and they're something we actually have to face. And that's hard. That's not an easy thing. In prayer, we actually have to humble ourselves and to trust God more than we trust ourselves which actually means letting go of control. And if you're a control freak like me, that's terrifying. It's not just hard, but to actually give the control and trust someone else is such a big thing. But it is so powerful when it comes to prayer. And it's something that we actually need to do for ourselves and for God in order to pray for different situations. I think a big one for a lot of people is that we're fearful that our prayers won't even be answered, that he won't even speak to us in return. I know this week I've had a work situation or upcoming I have a work situation and I'm already preparing myself to be disappointed for the outcome so I haven't even been praying about it. You know, like I've already just like, oh, it's not going to happen It's going to be a bad outcome. So I haven't even gone to God about it because I already am just building up for disappointment. And as I wrote this, I was like, oh, Jess, this point, you know? Um, So I've started praying into it. And it doesn't matter if the outcome is still disappointed. I've actually gone to God. Despite what I think he would do, I have gone to God and I'm bringing it to him in my fear. I think praying by ourselves or outside of this setting, some people might be scared to work out what their relationship is with God when it's not in church, when it's not with the music, when it's not with community or groups, when it's just you and God. I think we're often scared to work out what that looks like. Does God listen to me? Yes, he does. Does he speak to me? Yes, he does. But do we stop and allow that to happen? I think that's scary if we haven't done it before. Another reason I often come to is, am I actually praying for the right reasons? Or am I being selfish with these reasons? Am I praying for the right house because I'm being selfish or because that's what God wants for me? I think last year I had a big battle of really feeling called to pray for salvations. And I kept thinking in my head, am I praying this because I want people to think like me and to be like me and have more Jesses in the world who love God or, you know, think Jesus is cool? Or am I praying because I want people who do not know God to experience the real love and encounter Jesus? And the last reason I think is that we have this fear of doing it wrong. We don't pray because we don't think we'll get it right. We don't know how to do it. And in Jeremiah 29, 12 to 13, it actually says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now this verse doesn't actually say he will only listen to you if you say X, Y, and Z and get it all right and in the right order. It actually says... God will listen to you when you come to him. 
So all we actually need to do is come to God. And he's there. He's all ears. Unlike when you talk to other people and they're not all ears. And say to my husband, are you listening to me? Or are you watching the TV or watching the footy as it was last night? You know, men always listen. Should have learnt that a while ago. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Um, I, I honestly, I used to be scared of praying in front of people, which I think is a common thing among so many of us. We avoid group prayer because we don't know what to do. We don't know how to say, oh, people will be thinking about me. People will be judging me. But when I first started going to youth, my youth leader started praying by saying, hey, God. And that was the first time in my life, I was probably year nine, it was the first time in my life that I heard someone pray to God this way. Before this moment, it was always so formal and it felt like I was writing a letter or an email or addressing someone really important. But when I heard my leader relate to God like I would to a friend, it completely changed how I could pray to God and how I could relate to God because I could suddenly talk to him like he was a friend and that means I can say whatever I want well not whatever I want but you don't say whatever you want to friends don't be mean but it made me more comfortable in praying in a group knowing that I was just talking to God like I would to any of the friends that was in that group I thought that was really cool so how do we actually pray there are so many different ways that we could pray, so many different types of prayer and things. But today, I really just want to bring it down to the basics so that you can go home and start doing this. So just talk to God, but be open and honest. We don't have to put up a front when it comes to God. We can just pour out everything and anything to God. And in the Psalm, yeah, Psalms 142... It says, I cry aloud to the, to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord of mercy. I pour out before him my complaint. Complaint. Before him I tell my trouble. So we can bring our complaints to him. We can bring our troubles to him. We can bring our frustrations to him. And that's allowed. We can also pray with passion and emotion, with joy and expectation and revelation. We can pray with our emotions. And I love in Exodus 15, it's just after all the Israelites went through the Red Sea. And then all of Egypt, well, the people chasing them, you know, all drowned in the Red Sea. But the Israelites didn't. And this is what it says. It says, Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver, he is hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army, he has hurled into the seas. The best of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. We can thank him and praise him and declare all those good things that he has done for us. Right? When he answers our prayers, we can thank him. And he loves that just as much as he loves when we come to him in times of trouble and need. 
And I think the other cool thing is that we can always discover God in new and fresh ways each and every day. That we don't just have to try and get, like, just to know God and have all this knowledge in our head. But this week I was so overwhelmed by different things in life. There was lots of different things happening with work and personal and all these things. And I was so overwhelmed. I, I didn't even know where to start with God. And I just started writing. I never really written prayers before much. But I just started writing. And God was just speaking to me through the writing in this journal. I thought, wow, like, that's so cool, God. Like, I'm just writing and I'm realizing I'm not writing my words. I was writing his words. And I loved that that was something new, that God can still, no matter how much we know, God will still want to show us more. So I encourage you today in this next month while we focus on prayer in church, for you to also step out in faith and pray in your personal life. So wherever your prayer life is right now, if it's absolutely non-existent and you don't even know how to talk to God, or if you're up at 4 a.m. every morning praying for an hour, praying the house down while your family is still asleep, there is still something that we can change and grow in. There is something new we can experience and we can connect with God in our prayer lives in new ways. So I love this quote by Tyler Stanton. I think he runs the like 24-7 prayer ministry in America. But he says, prayer is more practice than theory. And last year, um, we did a prayer study in our young adults called Teach Us to Pray. It was like eight weeks of learning, which is a a lot. It's a lot of learning. Um, It's a lot of theory. It's a lot of understanding and knowledge. But I guarantee you that learning that week in and week out did not change my life and it would not have changed the lives of any of the young adults just by learning it. It was actually the putting it into practice, what we learnt each week and practising that each week that changed my heart, it changed my attitude towards prayer, my desire to pray more and in every situation because prayer changes things. I have that on my phone now as well as my background. Prayer changes things. So here are just a few examples that can help us either start practicing praying more or to expand and explore prayer in more ways for this month. So I want you, as I go through this list, I want you to think about one that you can try this week, one that you want to do that you can take away. So, to start off with, so that we do not get distracted, we can actually put our phone away. Crazy, I know. Young person saying that too. Oh, no. Um, but we, I like to put my phone in a different room. Because if it's there just on the back, I'm like, oh, I wonder. You know, oh, I don't know what to pray next. Oh, what does my phone say? No. But if it's in a different room, I don't get distracted by the prayer. I can focus. You can put music on in your car or you can have no music whoa, and pray. Just talk to God out loud in your car on the way to or from work or wherever you go. You can gather even earlier to things, whether it's the prayer meeting, whether it's church, whether it's group and pray with the people there. Organise to get together and pray for five, ten minutes before you guys start. 
It can take longer before having dinner or if you don't need dinner to get cold, you can do it afterwards. But you can pray with your family at the table. Bring things to God together. You could pray, pray with your spouse before you go to bed of an evening. You could say two sentences to God as you're walking into school or work for the morning and just tell Him how you're feeling about the day. You could come to a prayer meeting at church. Not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. If someone is struggling, instead of just saying, oh, I'll be praying for you and walking away and forgetting, like I think a lot of us do, we can either stop right there and pray with them, there and then. Or if they don't want you to pray with them there and then, walk away and in the next moment you have, pray. Stop and pray. We can write down our prayers to God in a notebook, which is also cool because when he answers them, we can see it compared to forgetting about. We actually prayed that at one point. You can pick someone that you know and pray for them every day for a week. You don't even have to tell them. Just pray for them. Each morning when you get up, when you wake up, before you look look at your phone or before you get out of bed, Just talk to God. Just ask Him how He is today. Talk to Him about what's going on in your head today. If you're motivated to get out of bed or if you really don't want to. He wants to hear it. So in Matthew 5 verse 6, it says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. So I encourage you to go into your secret place with God in your prayer closet and just explore talking to Him this week. Explore what that looks like. And if you're really comfortable doing it by yourself in that prayer closet, I encourage you to pray with your friends or family this week. To step out and try something new. Because God will reward you. So... I'm going to give a chance for people who have never accepted God. I'm going to give you guys a chance in a second. But right now, I just want everyone to close their eyes if they're comfortable. And Lord, we just, we come to you, God. We could be fearful, we're busy, we get distracted, God, and we're sorry. We're coming back to you, Lord. We want relationship with you, Lord God. Right now, would you be speaking, would you be dropping ideas into each person here? Would you be dropping ideas this week into how they can pray, how you desire them to pray, Lord Jesus? For people who need to be bold, Lord God, encourage them to be bold, Jesus, in their prayer life. For people who need and desire just to talk to you, Lord God, would you give them the courage to set aside time this week to talk to you? Give us fresh ideas and more revelations of who you are, God, and how we are designed to be in awe and in relationship with you. So, 
you've never really spoken to this God before that we keep talking about, or if you've never accepted Jesus into your life, I want to give you a chance right now. He desires, like we've just been talking about, He desires to be with you. He desires to get to know you more and more. But He won't push it on you. You have to accept Him. So we're going to pray this as a church. And if you want to enter into a relationship with God, I just ask that you pray it with us. So if you repeat after me, Hey Jesus, thank you that you are a God who is near. I turn from my evil ways and I look to you. I put my trust in you. I accept that you died on the cross to save me from my sin. From this day forward, I choose to live for you. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.